0: Hi and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike and I am here with Nick. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, it's good afternoon, isn't it? God, we called le- call a- a- this it's morning.
1: It's
0: <laughs> 11:12. That's still morning? Yes, AM is morning, brother. Oh, uh, I thought Jamie was wrong. But okay, whatever. Uh so, well, good morning. I want to show sure you-, you
1: edit that out. Oh.
0: I thought Jamie was
1: wrong. She <laughs> That'll be the one time she
0: listens to us. No, she does occasionally listen to us. It's just she's to her morning is around 10 to noon.
1: Oh, okay. So that this is this is the difference. Or people that think morning is when they wake up. That's not true. Morning has no reflection on when you wake up. Otherwise, everyone's morning is different. Contraire, morning is morning, night is night, evening is evening, evening is night. It's like it is what it is, but it is not afternoon at 11 o'clock. Yeah, well. Because noon is 12. Afternoon is after 12.
0: Yeah, I spent my whole life thinking afternoon wasn't a quantified state. That afternoon was after morning. I know it says noon, but it was one of those, I was this many years old when I figured it out, and it was late 20s.
1: Yeah, so most people use afternoon as a metaphor for after hangover, and that's that's (laughs) not accurate. Not even remotely
0: close. Ladies and gentlemen, a PSA from Tipsy Nick.
1: That's right. Tipsy <laughs> Nick is here. Not really. It's too early for me to drink.
0: <laughs> so I couldn't because not only did I get home from work at midnight last night, my first conference call started at seven. So I am a little tired, but I also got to go to the very first of the year meetings for Edible Landscape this morning. So we we built our schedule and some of our plans that we are working on for here in Duran to well, ramp up edible landscape a little bit. We've got uh, additional donors who would like to put more into the city beyond what Blackmore Row gave us.
1: Awesome. That's great.
0: So now I get to possibly design some raised beds, maybe some uh, rain barrels with drip systems, something that might be pretty cool here in
1: Duran. It could be. I think that the rain barrels might have... You're really going to have to do something to make that sexy. We were, you Before we start recording, you and I were talking about like Podunk, Hillbilly, things that like have their place. And when I think of rain barrels, any mm-hmm. kind of barrel, whether it's the big kind full of chemicals or it's just an oil drum, they just scream hobo campfire to me i i, I don't i don't know <laughs> why and, and not like real life i'm talking like the cliche stuff you see in movies like you know someone a, a really you know well-off person goes to a impoverished neighborhood and they go around the alley and there's a bunch of people huddle around one barrel and it doesn't make sense but that's what i think of when you say rain barrels i know it's ridiculous but they just <laughs> got to be pretty michael
0: the rain barrels are gonna be like all, mine like the rain barrel i have at home like an act, not an actual, like an oil drum, but nice barrels. We do have to raise them up. Or I, Actually, what I would like to do is put education on them. Explain to people the, the advantage of using rain barrel, how much it can collect in a year and all these different things on a plaque that's on the barrel. So that when people walk over and look, they can see it.
1: Hmm. I have an idea for that and I don't know how it would go. And I, I don't, I'm not suggesting it for Durand, but could you set a rain barrel system up? And connect it to, let's say, an above ground, like decorative pond, like a koi pond or something. And have the other, somewhere in the bottom of the pond, have a slow release valve that, you know, lets out the water that's, you know, dirtied with, like, the the poop and stuff.
0: You're just trying to build a filtering system? Absolutely, you could, but it requires pumps.
1: Well, it's the opposite. It's not a filtering system. I mean, it's not filtering the water as it's replacing the water. What it's doing is pulling the the waste out of the, the area where you would use that in theory as new as fertilizer for whatever you're watering.
0: Hmm. Oh, you mean using the algae and the things that grow within the, the pond so that you can use that to dump it on plants and yeah,
1: get extra nutrients. If, yeah, I don't know if it'd be too rich and it would hurt the plant or the soil or how it would work. I don't know much about that kind of stuff. I was just, it just popped in my head while you were talking.
0: Interesting concept. See, every time we talk about edible landscape, there's always something cool that happens in the conversation.
1: Yeah. I agree. I I, I like the topic.
0: Well, and we have, so we're talking about putting in, because of last year's lessons learned, what we're talking about putting in a pumpkin patch and a watermelon patch so people don't pick them way too early thinking they're one or the other. So it should be very easy for me to hit that thousand pounds of vegetable fruits and vegetables this year. If I get two large patches with watermelon (laughs) and pumpkins,
1: I think that, yeah, although it definitely should be easy. I, I don't understand why like, people could get watermelons and pumpkins confused, but it is. No, remember minutes.
0: when a pumpkin starts to grow, it's green.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and they're shaped different and the texture's different and they look different.
0: And I'm sure they were very disappointed when they picked it, brought it home and cut it. But <laughs> it happened. So we have to kind of readjust some things. So we're just going to have a pumpkin patch. We're going to have a watermelon patch and like a red green system. If the sign is red, please don't pick. When it turns, when we switch it to a green sign, have at it. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. Red sign,
0: no. Green sign, go. Yep. So anyways, I was excited because I got to do that this morning. I'm also very excited because this week is another NYX holiday special of unsustainable holidays. It is. It is. And it wasn't on the agenda. I snuck this in today for you.
1: Well, to be to be fair, you're right. It wasn't on the agenda. But when I was rattling off the ideas for these uh, these holiday ones, this was one of the primary ones we talked about because it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so I get to help you relieve those stresses. See, I love how this is kind of turned into your stresses and not just mine on sustainability.
1: I don't know if i'd call it stress is more of a, an annoyance or a, a frustration it doesn't i lots of things stress me i am a stressy bessie but this just annoys me and, and i need people to, to understand this i have no problem buying my wife something that she's gonna love or making her something or taking her out for a delicious meal i have no problem with like the meaning of valentine's day i have a tremendous problem with how stores go about it it's Oh my God! The amount I, did you did you pull any stats for me that I can be like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, like how many <laughs> oh, I did. Ri- like, ridiculous gift cards are made for this holiday. How many are wasted? How many envelopes we go through? How many trees had to die in the name of love? You know
0: how, how is it that a holiday purely designed around love of a spouse or partner becomes so unsustainable?
1: Uh, well, you want a real answer for that? well or a probably sarcastic one but well, we haven't been sued yet so sarcastic it is so how is it a holiday can be about the birth of christ and and be ridiculously unsustainable how is it a holiday about the rebirth of christ and and the rising of him be so unsustainable how is it that a holiday centered around a dead turkey can be so unsustainable mike if there's a reason for, to celebrate there is a reason to destroy our earth that is the way i think they think well the us
0: loves valentine's day yes it does because they get a shot in the arm in the economy at the at the tune of 23.9 billion dollars i am not surprised additional is spent in the economy and that the average person who is celebrating obviously not everybody celebrates although people try to get an opportunity to celebrate because dating sites go up 33 percent between february 1st in February 14th. And after February
1: 14th, it's like the, the marble <laughs> fell off the table. It's it's almost. So I bet you could correlate those numbers to like the same people who gym, joined a gym January 1st and how many are going to the gym by the end of January. That's that's amazing. I don't want to be alone for Valentine's Day. Two weeks later, oh, me and pizza again. <laughs> it's It
0: was an interesting stat, but there was a stat that showed 33% jump in that 14-day span. And then um, drops right back off, even lower than it started after February 14th.
1: While the waste we're going to be discussing, that is the most uh, ecologically friendly because all they're wasting is their money and their time. And there's no you know, carbon footprint for a broken heart, unfortunately. I mean, Ooh, not that I want there to be a carbon footprint, but I feel like
0: that. I think you just created an episode because there is huge carbon footprints for online use for computer, online, internet systems, all these things that we use online. That's why Bitcoin is grossly unsustainable because it uses so much along the networks. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and if you go on websites that talk about sustainability, Bitcoin's a big topic and that's why. So maybe you just came up with a whole nother show. Well,
1: if we're talking about, if we're okay, if you're right. But if you're talking about crypto, you're probably talking about gas fees and that other stuff. and And you're not wrong. But the footprint that, that technology and data leaves in terms of that kind of stuff, it, majority of it, not including crypto, I'm not talking about crypto. Majority of that is used to maintain it and sustain it. I don't think that the flux of people are logging on to join, you know, eHarmony or you know Christian Mingle in february are influencing that one way or the other they might be (laughs) but whether or not that flash happens they're still going to be there now you take away enough of those flash moments throughout the year and maybe they won't be there i still think it's better than the amount of hallmark cards that get wasted
0: so let's let's uh i've noticed since we've been doing these shows after i've been back i I always have like a raspy voice worse than usual so i am have to clear my throat every once
1: in a while anyways that's, that's good between you and me screwing up you have plenty to edit out (laughs)
0: The people who are successful on those websites
1: and everybody
0: else that has spouses and partners on average spend
1: $175 on Valentine's day. So if they're spending a buck 75, that tells me they're getting flowers, chocolate, a ridiculous stuffed animal and probably going out to Applebee's
0: fancy like that, huh?
1: Oh, Oreo shakes and all it's primarily, I'd be willing to bet most of that's uh. The age group from like I'd say 16 to like 30. It's probably younger kids, young adults that are that really take it more seriously because at some point when you're married or with someone for a long time, those holidays stop to lose their luster because it you shouldn't need a reason to buy your spouse flowers. It shouldn't be, oh, it's February 14th, it's National Flower Day. That's really what they should call it, National Flowers and Cheap Chocolate Day, which ironically enough. Why, why flowers in the middle of February? Why not do this in like June or May, the end of May, early June? Like, I don't know when everything's in bloom. Well,
0: because you could go outside and pick your own.
1: And for, remember, I know
0: down (laughs) South is still in bloom.
1: You're right. Down South is still in bloom. You, you are absolutely right. I I shouldn't be so self-centered. I'll be better. Not everyone has snow, blah, blah, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. I don't care i'm in michigan my point stands
0: fair enough and yeah i think you understand why if you're gonna have a flower holiday you don't have it during spring when everything is blooming it's just too darn easy but it's funny it's not even where we spend the bulk of our money so before i get into exactly what kind of things we buy i'm going to give you the easiest question ever asked who spends
1: more on valentine's day men or women who spends more yep oh That's easily men. It's not even a question. Not even, (laughs) it's not even, and they they spend more on Swedish day and that one's supposed to be for them too.
0: The, the average amount spent by a man is about $235 where the average woman spends about 119.
1: Doesn't surprise me.
0: Which, you know, that's supposed to average out roughly where the normal person was. So a, a gentleman will spend nearly two times more.
1: Yeah. And so, oh my God, how do I take this? sorry, folks, I'm, I'm. my brain is buffering. I'm trying to figure out we're going to take this conversation that's kid-friendly. They they spend more for, for a number of reasons. One is a, a certain social obligation because, you know, she if you do a good job, she's going to tell her friends and everyone's going to ooh and ah and you're going to feel like the big strong man because you've got her a good gift that she loves. On the flip side of it, there is dinner and that, you know, like that moral obligation. And then there's the hopes of... Uh, being thanked later and i i don't know how else to say any of that other than it's ridiculous i just i I think that if you have got like a real good strong marriage that shouldn't be something that you worry about but you know roadhouse
0: so americans spend a ridiculous amount of money on this holiday which means there's a tremendous amount of production happening purely for this day one of those things
1: and the highest thing so what do you think we spend the most on? Hold on. Do you mean like the consumer spends the most buying or like what gets the most spent on it when it's being produced? What I'm saying is of all the things that could be bought on a regular
0: basis in Valentine's Day, the total dollar amount, which item that is commonly purchased. Brings in the most revenue.
1: <laughs> Cheap necklaces or earrings? It's not even a question. Ning 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 ning, ning. Jewelry. <laughs> jewelry hits
0: number one. Congratulations, <laughs> you're killing the questions this week. Six point oh. two billion dollars in new oh. jewelry goes oh, out mean, you, every year.
1: What do you think? You can go to. I, I used to say Kmart, but that doesn't happen anymore. But you can go to the mall, and you can go to any jewelry store, and they always have them right in the middle of the mall. Walk in, and, you, and every guy does the same thing. Oh, that's really pretty. They give you a price you don't like. What's in that case? You go to the clearance case and you buy like, like you spend $75 maybe or $50 on a nice pair of earrings that are cubic zirconian or really teeny tiny diamonds. And yeah, you know, you go on with your day. It happens every year. A lot of people do it. I'm not knocking that. I just like it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a moth to the flame, man. It's a broken record. So
0: let's keep playing this game a little mm. bit. Cause you're doing really well. Thanks. I hope I get a, col- a gold star at the end. Oh, I don't have any available, but we'll work Printing on
1: it. one. I, well,
0: I can send it over the Internet. Then we don't have to print.
1: Oh, but I like the printer. I like the 3D printer. <laughs> I put it next to my dragon's oh. egg.
0: Well, then I forgot about the 3D printer. So what is the second most thing that we spend on? And it accounts for anything that happens on Valentine's Day.
1: Food. Uh, food is an all-encompassing topic for me. Whether dinner, chocolates, it's food. You have a very lucky wife because you've got this stuff nailed down. I think
0: you've actually studied this or something. Go dining you, is number two.
1: I don't know how you think I have a lucky wife. I've spent nothing but the last half an hour talking about how much I dislike it. <laughs> I may know. I may know all this information. Doesn't mean I adhere by it. Four
0: point three billion dollars, and about a third of the people who celebrate Valentine's Day dine out that day we tend to dine out on a day not that day like if jamie and i go to dinner we try to do the day before the day after some we just pick a different day and call it valentine's day because it is in every restaurant you want to go to
1: so you're right i would like to see more current statistics not necessarily on this but on on dining out in general since um it's almost borderline pre-covid but since COVID started because it seems like every restaurant conceivable that can have a wait almost always has a wait every night to eat from Applebee's all the way to steak houses, not fine dining because it's fine dining you have reservations, but like literally I can't remember the last time Heather and I went out to eat for dinner. I didn't have a wait, a half an hour wait, 45 minute wait. It doesn't matter if we go at five o'clock or nine o'clock. I really feel like people are just eating out more. I really do.
0: Probably uh, when you get cooped up for so long, it's like everybody wants an event. And when we decide to go, dining if you will or what i would call fine dining we do go to places that have reservations i'll plug it i love adiamos in fenton so that's Mm -hmm. one of the places that we will go they have a a great selection and it's something that that's the place where i had the first vegetarian meal that i just fell in love with Mm -hmm. so that's that's one of the things we like to do we have a hard time going right on valentine's day because it's just brutal it feels like a blood sport
1: well yeah but why why would you want to? why do you want to move your whole life around to go on a day? Because like I said, it's, you know, your social moral says you have to like, why, why it doesn't matter personally for me. And I know that you ever will every couple is differently. I could give a crap less what you do on February 14th. I, I don't understand it. What today's what today's Tuesday. So that puts it on at six days away. So Monday, it's a Monday this year mm-hmm. who wants to go out and get like liquor it up and have a great time on a Monday. I mean, <laughs> Most of us want to get liquored up on a Monday anyways, but like not outside of our houses
0: Another sponsored by Tipsy Nick
1: Yeah, well, you know, I do what I can
0: (laughs) So you have all these meals being produced, Mm -hmm. you know, all this dining going on Which honestly isn't the worst thing that can happen for Valentine's Day The jewelry thing is not awesome, but, and I I won't make you guess the rest, but You can, I'm, I'm, I'm here Maybe we, you know what? Let's go until you lose. What's the next thing? You're right. You're right. Until you, until you lose, we should keep going. I got two more. (laughs) uh paper products, cards, gift bags. Finally, you didn't get it right. It's flowers. We Uh spend two point three billion dollars in the United States alone on flowers.
1: (sighs) Nothing says I hate money more than watching a die on my windowsill. Awesome.
0: (laughs) Well, and okay, I am an advocate for buying plants. I'm an advocate for blind buying plants that flower yeah. that are planted still.
1: Yeah. But yeah, but we're not talking about live flowers. We're talking about essentially decapitated plants. We're talking about someone buying the flowers, not the plant. I mean, I'm sure that like people do get plants away, but I bet you if somewhere in this world, if there is a statistic that some place has done and you hear this, please let us know. I would bet you per capita more flowering plants like rooted potted plants are sold on mother's day. For to moms and grandmothers than valentine's day by oh, a huge usually. margin
0: i bet that's a pretty solid bet but i do like so when they do talk about flowers if you're listening and you want to get people flowers get them a plant that flowers that's potted because that's something that stays alive something that's in your household it helps filter your air it does all these wonderful things it's a gift that keeps on giving Year after year after year, you can just put the card back on the same plant every year (laughs) where it flowers on Valentine's Day. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. Jamie, I love you. I'm kidding. (laughs) So there's that. And again, I prefer something that gets to continue to grow, not slowly die on your table. But I also understand that houses can become cluttered with plants or so I'm told that there is a such thing as too many live plants in a house, which I have never really considered to be a thing. But a, apparently I've been told by others that you can have too many live plants in your home.
1: Okay. This is the PSA from Michael. He's trying to, he is trying to somehow tell you not to buy plants. I don't know. No, no, He's trying to tell you to, to, to go on the other stuff you get a Valentine's day. What's going on, Mike? No, no, I prefer live plants.
0: But I understand if, if people do get some flowers, but there are better ways of handling it. The other one that there is no good way that, that I can think of other than getting it local is the candy. The candy's a dumpster fire. It is primarily packaging. It has very little candy in it. And it's not good candy. And we spend $2.2 billion in, <laughs> hang on, in Valentine's Day branded candy. So (laughs) that's not even all the candy. That's just the kind that they put in the silly little hearts with cellophane.
1: No, well, no, it goes a little further than that. It's not just that. Valentine's Day branded candy. It dips into other brands of candy. that do holiday versions because those are the things that go like 70% off February 15th in the candy aisle. You know, bags of Hershey's Kisses at her hearts and that kind of crap. What I find funny about that, though, is there is a huge amount of ladies in this world that live for that candy. And and I don't even necessarily mean because it's all pretty in the red. But what I mean is that it, they just like it. They like that cheap milk chocolate. Um, we were give, um, given some by one of Heather's clients at work. They gave her like this big box. It was, I don't know, probably five dozen pieces of chocolate, probably 60 pieces in there like two of each one, so maybe like 25-30 varieties, and like some of them were legit delicious, and some were dumpster fires. But if you dumped all that on the table you have you could probably like fill my coffee cup with them and you got this box it's almost two feet wide by two feet long and you open the box you have like this foam insert take that off then you get a, a menu you know a piece of paper there's a little drawing of everything on there which this is like you know wax coated paper or plastic coated take that off then you have the tra- tray that holds all the chocolate and then you literally repeat every step i just said you take that off there's that same menu there's that same insert that it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah I, it's I love my
0: wife to death. And if she gets candy, she gets the ones I know she likes. She's Mike's, not getting the variety pack heart thing, isn't for me. Mike's I,
1: walking on the door with that 20 pound Kit Kat he buys in bulk because he I, loves in bulk. Costco, <laughs> mo,
0: Costco moment. But it's that is more waste than anything other than the flowers. I hey. mean, on top of the fact that chocolate. Chocolate itself is a high energy intensive project or uh, product. So you have a high energy, extremely high embodied energy item, a luxury item like coffee and chocolate are in an atrocity of sustainability nightmares,
1: layers and layers of embodied energy
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is just, yeah, this is the time of year I walk into stores and I, I leave slightly cranky because i see that on top of the fact that i am i don't i don't do greeting cards i it's not in my i just can't do greeting cards i jokingly want to cross out names and sent the same greeting card back to someone else and stuff like that i don't do greeting cards and in this holiday 151 million cards a a half billion dollars worth of cards will be sold
1: okay read
0: once and thrown away
1: that's sold i want to see the number of how many are produced yeah you got to figure when you go into that aisle even if they just do a, a small a small stand that holds 50 cards there's like 30 in each slot i mean there's tons there and okay so if you're what was that number you said Did you say 150 million 100 to what million
0: Uh, 151 million greeting cards and about a half billion dollars
1: okay so does that include that's just the amount of greeting cards does uh, does that statistic include the uh, does it count the envelopes that go with them no well there you go no and so everybody and who knows me knows I don't like greeting
0: cards Jamie gets a note Sometimes it's even on a napkin, like whatever scrap piece of paper. It's never something pretty. When I want to say something or have something written, I just grab whatever's around me and I use it. But that's me. And she knows it's me.
1: I got one for you. Okay. You have Mm -hmm. to plan this. I'm planning it, but you have to do it. Okay. You take a consumer's bill, take a back Sharpie, cross off the total in the back. You write roses are red, violets are blue. I paid this bill because I love you.
0: (laughs) No, I'm not doing that.
1: That'd be there's hilarious. no way i'm doing that you're not paying the bill why not
0: well i pay the bill i just don't well, there you go no so on. here's how we know that at least americans have lost control of the holiday that in 2019 it was estimated 43 million people got a gift they didn't even want um that's 9.5 billion dollars
1: and crap people didn't want to receive I'm trying to unpack the very beginning of this lost control of the holiday. Well it's just that it becomes a uh,
0: consumer holiday and not have anything to do with caring for the other person.
1: It happens the day they the day they're created they're rigi- it's just ridiculous like okay so here, here here's a legit honesty from a husband and from a from a man and as from a parent I truly believe that there is a humongous amount of us. I can't put a number on it because it'd be BS, anyways, because I don't know what number it is. But a tremendous amount of us that don't want the flashy, pizzazzy, super expensive stuff that we don't want. Because really, when you're giving a stuffed animal or something for Valentine's Day, like, great, now I'm, you know, held by guilt to keep this. But I don't want it. I'm a 35 year old man. I'm a 40 year old woman. Like, what am I going to do with this stuffed bear or a stuffed moose with a heart on it? We'd rather just have something from the heart. Like, those little cutesy notes you're talking about, obviously not my consumer's joke, but I would think that was hilarious. But something from the heart, something means something. Take, take, take the day off work. You know, I mean, it, take spend some time together. Unexpected trip doesn't have to be a lot of money. You know, go drive the coast, go do something that that's scenic and beautiful. And I understand that what I'm suggesting obviously has more of a carbon footprint too. But my my point is, spend time together, make a memory. Don't spend your money on trinkets that don't matter because you're supposed to
0: that's a good way to put it that's a good way to go because and we'll get to some things that we can do to make valentine's day a little better because i think there's ways of doing that and it isn't getting the random gift no one wants because it, it i now you laugh when i say we lost control of the holiday
1: i laughed at it it was a notion of control for the holiday that's why i thought it was funny
0: on valentine's day uh americans spend Almost $900 million on their pets for Valentine's Day. Now, let me say this. If you're going to, if you're going to spend it, go to Hollabata Bakery. <laughs> they have they have great treats. That's okay. But that's how you know, like, we have seem to have lost touch. We're spending all this money on cards. We're spending all this money on flowers and candies and all these things. Is it really still about the person? you're giving it to
1: no it's a social obligation that's why i said that earlier it's you're you're doing it because you feel like or you're a program that you're supposed to and then to make matters worse the other part i said about like you want to when you do it you want to do it right because you know that she's going to show her friends and then you don't want to be the guy that gets talked about with a negative connotation or the girl who you know is unappreciative i think i honestly think there's just a lack of honesty i think you know as I just said, all guys, you know, we're buying this useless junk. There needs to be more more significant others that step up on both sides and say, hey, I really appreciate this, but I really don't want it either. Right. It's hurtful and it sucks. But I think if that communication was there, it would probably cut back on the spending a lot.
0: Well, and 41% of Americans would rather get the gift of an experience than an item.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: And it's not even necessarily a secret. like. I know Jamie would much rather go do something. Now, does life always permit it? No. Did I plan far enough ahead to make that happen? No. But most people would rather go do something. That's where dining comes in. Is that's at least that category is part of the experience.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a that's kind of a scapegoat. It like, is like, what do you want to do? Well, we both gotta eat. <laughs> nice planning,
0: bud. <laughs> The But getting away, doing a weekend, even just going to a friend's out of town or something that you would both enjoy is a Valentine's gift. It is part of the appreciation that you're showing to the other person.
1: The, the best part, or I shouldn't say best part, the best thing I think you can do for anyone that you love is take time out of your life to show how the much they mean to you by making it about them doesn't mean you have to spend money per se because every person's different. You know, every person, you know, considers things different. They like certain things a little more differently than the rest of us. I, I love movies. I I love going to the movies. So, or just sitting down and watching films. I just find movies to be kind of like really entertaining Uh, for ironically enough. My wife is a book reader. She's a book person. I am not. I will read if I have to, when I don't know, my brother decides to write another book, but that's you. But, she loves books i like movies i am perfectly happy sitting there taking a little time off work maybe i make us a nice meal we sit out and watch a movie that's great for me uh i and if if you know sometimes what did we do a couple weeks ago went to barnes and noble i think it is uh, by the mall that big bookstore and we went and bought a bunch of books that she's been looking for and she was she was you know a happy camper she loved it and because i'm not I'm kind of creative in the sense I can write poems and that kind of stuff, but I, it kind of, if they're not for an actual reason, I don't consider Valentine's Day a reason, they're kind of soulless. And at that point, I might as well just be trying to sell them to Hallmark.
0: Right. Well, and I'm not that creative. I try sometimes, but I'm not capable of the kind of creativity. See, you got all the creative genes. Um, not
1: true. I don't like genes. I prefer sweatpants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, fair <laughs> enough.
0: Uh, So there are things we can do. And obviously the first thing is try to buy things local because you got to know that all these candies and all this extra packaging, they're coming from all over the place. It's just if we did an embodied energy total on one of those heart shaped packages, the size of my head versus twice that amount here in town, you would know darn well that we could get an immense amount here locally for the same energy as that one little heart package.
1: You're right. And also, and what says I love you more than buying one of five hundred identical heart shaped boxes of chocolate that Walmart sold? <laughs> oh wait, no, I, I meant less. Either you're way. right. <laughs> but my point is you no, know, my what I'm trying to say though, what I'm trying to emphasize is that if you're gonna if you are, if you're gonna go buy chocolates for your significant other, go to a, a local, you know, chocolate shop. Get something that they put together, something that, you know, something they're offering, something that's actually kind of special, and has soul and heart and meaning into it. There's a place in Essexville called the Sweet, or it used to be called the Sweet Boutique. I don't know what it's called now, but it's fantastic. Or uh, Petite for Pastry up there, too. You know, they have amazing cheesecakes and cakes and small little pastries that you can get, you know, in a half dozen all dressed up and pretty with ribbons and still a sustainability nightmare. But. Not quite the amount of embodied energy as something that's being mass-produced to ship 500 miles for you to buy for 5.99. Right. Cool. Well, also try to get something they actually want. Yeah, that's a okay, kick. You're out to something, Michael. <laughs> something they may
0: use. Something you know. What have you heard recently? Them say, "Oh, I wish I had this." But keep those mental notes, and you can theme it if you would like. Uh, but get something that the person you care about wishes they had but wouldn't get for themselves hopefully still something you can get local something that either way as long as it's being used on a regular basis we're getting the embodied energy out of it
1: okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this in two perspectives i i do want to try to nail both sides of this when it comes to as a man buying something for my wife i i try to find things that she will use but also just flat out likes that she wants Mm -hmm. um i think this year, she's not going to hear this. I'm going to try to get her a new pair of cowboy boots. Uh, she wears these boots outside to do everything. She tends the chickens with them. And she she's wanted one for months. And we haven't had the money. So I'm going to try to make it happen. They're like 170 bucks a pair. They're not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, as to where, as a, as a, as a guy, uh, generally, the only things that I really want are, are some type of tool. It could be a tool for outside. It could be a, a, a new socket setter. It could be a kitchen device. Um, and Heather and I were just talking about this the other day. The thing about, about men is that the things you buy men, they don't use very often. But when they have to use it or they need it, they don't want to have to go buy or rent or borrow it from someone else every time. So we were looking at it. We, we, we're gutting my kitchen. I, mean, I have so many kitchen things. She's like, well, you don't ever use it. And I was like, well, yeah, you're right, babe. I don't use this immersion blender every day, but I don't want to have to go buy another one when I do need it. I'll just put it up in the cupboard, and when I need it, it's there. And tools Mm -hmm. in your garage are the same way. Like, you know, let's say you have a miter saw or a table saw. Are you going to use that every single day? No. But when you need to go cut something, I bet you're happy you have it.
0: Well, I think Jamie probably would use her. She uses her tools almost every single
1: day. Uh, Okay. You had to bring in your your Jacqueline of all trades wife here. (laughs) Which, Which by the way, like we're to to what we're we're having
0: a hand-me-down refrigerator given to us, as you know, and that ours is coming here to dabble. But in preparation for that, by the time I was home from work, she had already cut out the extra space and made it look nice and pretty. She just should just be a contractor
1: at some point. Well, I guess but yeah, I won't be surprised. So other things
0: that you can do, give a plant, not not as you call decapitated
1: flowers. Well, there's so many aspects that makes those bad i mean you really think about it so yeah you're buying a dead plant that sucks it's wrapped in plastic that sucks a lot of those plants are actually white and they're dyed different colors that sucks times three <laughs> let alone the places they came from or the flower shops they could have came from like it's frustrating oh and the little the plastic pitchforks that look like satan's tool in there with the little cards that mean nothing um the instructions on how to take care of them and keep them alive or dying slower The little, the plant food wrapped in our layer of plastic, like it's really terrible. It really is.
0: Well, you know, what's funny is I do buy flowers for Jamie, not on holidays. We don't, I don't do flowers for any specific reason. Every once in a while, I just go get her a bouquet of flowers. It can't be on a holiday. It can't be. It's just how it works. And we collect all the plastic pieces because I get it here at a local shop with a local owner and we give them back. Because they just go on plants, a little bit of water and a tube. We give all that stuff back because we don't need to keep it <laughs> and we don't want them to buy more.
1: Yeah, there's no reason to keep it. And I mean, there's no reason to throw it away. It's perfectly good. It's not like it's something that's going to go bad from being poked in dirt and pulled out.
0: Yep. I request, I request no cellophane unless it's cold outside because you got to protect them and getting them home. It just You can ask to not have some of that stuff. And they won't. They're happy to not put it in there because you're going to pay the price and they get to give you less. Of course, they're happy. Right. And I'm okay with that. uh, I am a local shop guy anyways. I like going to the local shops. I like dealing with the owners and stuff like that. But so that's what I do. And then I collect all those things that I get from them and take it back to them so they can reuse them. There's nothing wrong with that, and those owners are very appreciative. So that's another thing that you can do to help minimize your footprint for something you may still want to do. I also liked what you were saying about going to the candy shops. There's not that many around, but you can still go to these specialty shops and get really good candies made on site. Same thing with bakeries and bake shops where you can go get something very nice, a cake or, or even just cupcakes or something like that. And much better, much better than running to a big box store and getting the random things you see.
1: Well, I just think that I think it's it's more personal and it's it's undoubtedly more delicious. And sometimes, yeah, it might cost a little more, but you're actually getting more for your money. It's a better product. You're not. I, I guess for me, I don't like the the big things from like Walmart and Myers and and these big box stories. I don't like these generic produced things where you buy a big package and you get like nothing for it. I'm trying to think, what did I get years ago? It was, it was, it wasn't Valentine's day. It was on father's day, but my, my, one of my kids bought me this, this Reese's bear. It was a stuffed bear had, you know, the had a Reese's thing on it came wrapped around a big Reese's ceramic mug. And, uh, it was all wrapped in plastic and there's this little window and it looks like it's full of all these candies and we're like oh this is going to be amazing so you open up everything and there's like four Hershey not Hershey's four Reese's pieces little cup things like four there's four tiny little tiny cups just enough to see through that plastic cellophane and and so we're looking at this and it's, it's this great like cup, honestly the cup was cool the, the coffee cup was great I used it for a long time until um, it broke fortunately that kind of stuff doesn't have to be made there it was great that my kid gave it to me. I was very happy to receive it, it was the thought that counted more than the item. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that maybe if the thought matched the item, it'd be a little better because the thought it, listen, you know, you, your, your instincts to take care of the ones you love. It, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I just I think we all would all benefit if we did it from someplace a little more locally that gives you better stuff.
0: Well, and that's part of that sustainability education. I think it was season two. We talked about how to get sustainability into K through twelve because I think if if kids understood it better, they would be less apt to just run over and get a thing than they would be to to think about what you would really enjoy and find a way to accommodate.
1: I agree. When I when I worked at this place called the. Old Christmas station in Frankenmuth. My my boss was always just on our hind end, like ridiculing us about the coffee cups we used. And we go to the gas station, get the foam cup, and she would just beat us into the ground over this kind of stuff. She's like, I don't understand, because she was she wasn't from here. She was from Switzerland. She's like, I don't understand Americans. She's like, you you take this beautiful beverage and you drink it from paper. Halfway through, it's it's soggy or it's 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 breaking down on your lips, and the fibers are cut. it's just disgusting. Why not wait and get that of a beautiful clean ceramic mug that is just it's just quality. You take a drink, touches your lips, she's a like, perfection. Put it back, use it again tomorrow. And but she was like that about everything. It didn't matter what you got her on a roll about. We'd talk about Christmas. Oh my gosh, I wish we could have her on the podcast for holidays. <laughs> she she would talk for hours about like I would never buy my kids that stuff. I I would go to a local toy maker. They made me something beautiful out of wood from their backyard. The beautiful, soulful, and she'd go on and on and on. And I just thought she was super eccentric. But as I get older, because that was quite a few years ago, I see the point. And I see that she's right. She really is about 90% of it. When you take away the oh and the ah and the horrible and all these words that she didn't need to put in there. She had a very solid foundation to her belief system, and she's right. We do have a lot of excessive uh, production in this country we don't need. It's hurting the planet.
0: Yeah, and it is. Well, and she's from Switzerland.
1: Yeah, she's. Swiss. That's already
0: an instinct in, in a lot of places, in a lot of other countries. I think some people listen to us from other countries to kind of chuckle about how silly we are in, in many, many ways.
1: Oh, undoubtedly. I, I have no doubt about that at all. You
0: know, so, okay, I'm going to speed us up a little bit because there's a few more pieces I want to get in before I close this up. But handmade jewelry, if you're going to get jewelry, I guarantee you, you have people in your Facebook circle or in any of your social medias who make things. Like you have a friend that has become my friend on social media who makes amazing things. That's probably Scott. Scott makes
1: just shockingly
0: cool things.
1: Have you, I don't know to what capacity you've seen what Scott can produce. Scott is the most naturally creative soul of anyone I've ever met. And it doesn't matter what it is. If he finds an art form, he wants to express it. And he just does it. And he's, he's good at it. No matter what he does, he's beautiful wire wrapped jewelry. Uh, Heather's engagement ring. When I proposed was a ring that he made. Most of the jewelry I've ever bought for her is from him. He paints, he writes, he draws. Like he's just, he's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's all these talented
0: people out there that are making one-of-a-kind items, And I think that that should be the first spot we check. There's, there's tons of artists in our towns, uh, in our Facebook circle, all around us, photographers who have, you know, photos they've just taken because they're gorgeous. There's a lot of things that we can get. We can take a look at and, you know and say, "My wife would love that." and get that. Stay out of the big box store and support someone who really actually needs it is probably the biggest message. I mean, there's things like staycations. There's things like don't use wrapping paper, you know, hide the gift, use a reusable bag, something like that. Maybe go on the experience like we talked about earlier. But if you're going to give a gift, stop for just a moment and see, is there something better? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times, if we think it through the rest of the way, there is. And we just Absolutely. have to stop for a moment, a, a moment and, and find those people, those things. Every time we see them on Facebook and you scroll, 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 take just a second and make a mental check. This person has a bakery. This person makes jewelry. This person paints. And you take that and remember it for these kinds of occasions. Because if you do that, you're getting things local. Your embodied energy of the whole process is low, and I guarantee you, they are going to like it way better than something that everybody else
1: got. I agree. I think that, and I think that when someone gets a, a, a truly unique gift that they love, and it's one of a kind, they get this this, this certain kind of feeling of exclusivity, where like this was made for me, this is bought for me, no one else has this and it makes them feel special. And and for ladies, ladies love to feel special. Like let's be real. They like to they like that. No matter what they say, they like having something no one else has that they Well,
0: want. talk your trash, but you like to feel special. I like to feel special. We just may not say it out loud as much.
1: Listen, I feel pretty, I feel witty, I feel pretty witty and gay, and yes, I like to feel special. I do. Of course I do. Who doesn't? But I'm You we went over the numbers of who spends more on Valentine's Day. And I'm obviously a guy, so you know why I keep leaning the way I am.
0: Fair enough. Well, I think we've gotten a good chunk of the understanding of the basics on Valentine's Day covered this week. Hope you guys did enjoy another Nick's Unsustainable Holiday. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or on social media. Other ways you can support Realistic Sustainability, of course, the monthly sustainer, which you can find on the Greening Your Life uh, webpage or our Anchor site just by searching Realistic Sustainability on anchor.fm or simply leave a five star review, leave a comment, click a like, interact with the sites that you listen to us on because that's all recorded and the more that we're clicked, the more that we're seen. So again, thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and maybe you took a little bit from it. Now, if you've got something you think is fantastic for Valentine's Day, post it, send it, let us know. I guarantee we've missed things. So remember, we're only getting together each week so that we can get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thank you so much. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we will see you next week.